Good morning and welcome to Walk the Walk. Well, you know, I have been doing interviews of others who have a story to tell about their walk with Jesus, and I thought it was time that I tell, not my story, but a journey that Jeff and I both went on February 5th, 2012. This is a journey that was probably one of the scariest times of my life. But I'd like to start out first with scripture. Even in the darkness, light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassionate and righteous man. He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Psalm 112, 4 and 7. So on that morning of February 5th of 2012, Jeff woke up with a headache. And he, first of all, never really had headaches. So for him to even have one was, you know, out of the ordinary. But this was a headache that did not go away. As a matter of fact, it worsened. It worsened to the point that he tried to alleviate the pain by taking a shower only to call out for me to call 911, which again was very unusual for Jeff to even consider going to a doctor, but to call 911, I knew that this was something serious. After trying to alleviate that headache and us waiting on the ambulance to come, Jeff felt the need to talk to me about maybe being this is it, and talking to our daughter, Amanda, I knew then he really felt that he was not going to make it through this. The ambulance arrived, and they immediately loaded him into the ambulance only to take him to the hospital. I knew we were in for something pretty serious. Before we left, I made sure I called family to get to the hospital, and I also called my prayer warriors, Letitia and Royce, and when we got to the hospital, actually, Amanda and I beat the ambulance there to the hospital, but when we got to the hospital, we went in, and they took Jeff back immediately, and he had had, or was having, a brain bleed. Well, we knew that that's pretty serious stuff. While we were there, they took him in and was doing a, a CAT scan to try to figure out where the brain bleed was. In the meantime, as we all waited in the area where they were giving him the, the scans, this little area, probably about as big as a, a little restroom, was filled with all of those who had been called with, I would say, 25 people, 25 of us there praying for Jeff. Prayer warriors came. This was a Sunday morning. This was right before church, and everybody was there in that little room praying. Jeff came out of where he was having his scans. Um, 
still in a lot of pain. I remember they had a towel over his eyes because he was in so much pain and was looked like he was doing well, and uh, we were all thankful for that. The next 17 days we spent in ICU, actually 16 of those days in ICU, and one or two days, I believe, in a step-down unit. But the journey did not stop there. Actually, it had just begun. When they took us up to ICU, they said to me privately, two things are going to happen here. First of all, he will not get any sleep. Second of all, he will not remember this whole ordeal. And they were right. So while we were there the first couple of days, he seemed to be doing well. He seemed to be recovering uh, quite nicely. And um, I was hoping like within the week we would be heading back home. But that's not what happened. After about, like I said, and I don't quite remember which day it was, Jeff started to do some really odd things. He claimed that he... We were watching a program. It was some kind of program where they were judging singers, and I can't quite remember which one it was, but he claimed that he knew the people on there and that they were the kids from one of our churches, which I knew then was a little off because they weren't the kids from our churches. I didn't even know who they were, but he, he knew them, and he, and he swore that that's so-and-so and so-and-so on TV. I'm like, no, Jeff, we don't know them. And then he started to question, where am I? Is this our bedroom? What am I doing here? Then we had to play a series of Groundhog Day for the next several days. You've had a brain bleed. You're in the hospital. We are not at home. This is not our bedroom. And this this went on. It may not have been a couple of days, but I know it was all day. I just felt like I had to repeat the same story over and over the kids were there. They were pretty upset because he just was evolving into another person that I did not recognize. It was really scary. The doctor came in and said what was going on, and it was that the blood was pooling in his head and was not draining and was causing him to have memory issues or I don't even know if they were really memory issues because they weren't real memories. They were just, he was just thinking he knew the people that he didn't really know. He started to see bugs on the wall. Um, It was just crazy, scary. So they decided that they had to go and put a shunt into his brain to drain the to drain the blood. And if the blood did not drain on its own, then they would have to put that in permanently. So for the next few days, however many days it was, they um, watched and monitored it, and it had to be at a certain number before they could remove that shunt. Now keep in mind this whole process was going on, and we were in, in, like I said, ICU, 
it was exhausting. It was exhausting to watch my husband lay there um, in, in pain. It was exhausting to watch my husband not know where we were. And of course, I started playing mind games with myself, like, is this permanent? Is this how he's going to stay? He didn't even know he was a pastor. I had to tell him that, Jeff, because he asked, do I have a job? And I said, yes, you are a pastor. And he asked if he was a good pastor. And I said, yes, of course. Now, I want you to keep in mind that the prayers were not just within um, the church. The prayers were all over the world. All over the world, people were praying for him. All over the world. It was amazing. It was amazing. So as this week weeks went on, I, I became exhausted. People were at my side, like my brother Cooper, my friends Royce and Chris. And one special person was Justin. Justin was like a son to us. And it was challenging for our own children to watch their dad, but they were there. And then when I needed relief, Justin would take off work and come in and, and stay with Pastor Jeff as well. So we, I had a lot of support, a lot of support. People would come in, and whatever they could do for us, they would do. And people would, and because they had said no visitors, absolutely no visitors, it was hard for some people to stay away. So when visitors were allowed, you know, we had to keep it to a number, and, um, and it just seemed like people were fighting to get in there to see him, which that's because they, they loved him so much. One is Wayne, who has now gone to be with the Lord, but he was so eager to get in to see his buddy, so as, as we went on, and, and there was so much support, so much love shown to Jeff, his prayers, the prayers were being answered. Eventually, the blood was draining. His memory came back, or, or the exaggerations or whatever went away, finally. I remember one day when I, I went up there, and this was during that whole process of when he was... Um, just not himself, I went to go into the room, and they stopped me, and they said, you can't go in there. And I said, why? And she said, well, he's had a rough night. Pastor Jeff, uh, they had to restrain him, and these restraints, and he broke out of the restraints, and then they had to do leather restraints, and he broke out of those, and then they had to call hospital security to come up and restrain him. And they asked me, do you have a dog named Moses? <laughs> and I said, yes. And they said, woo, because he's been calling for Moses. And what I didn't know is that they said a lot of people will call out for their animals. So he remembered Moses, our dog. Um, he did not 
remember that he was married or had children, but he remembered Moses. I found that to be quite interesting, but they were not surprised by that. That was when he was at his worst, right there. That's when they decided they had to go in and, and put in the shunt. And then, but then, as I was getting to, they eventually um, removed the shunt. And I remember that was a Sunday morning because I remember calling the church and it's like, okay, everybody, we got to pray now because this is what's happening. And it was successful. Jeff was starting to return to his old self. Things were going back to normal. Now, I want to say something about this journey. In the middle of that journey, um, I remember getting so exhausted and so mad and probably mad at God. I remember going home. Justin came in and and relieved me for the night because I was trying to sleep in this little cubby window area, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So I went home, and I remember walking into the house. Um, One of our dogs was there, and and I don't even remember. I I just walked straight through the kitchen, past the dining room, down the hall, into the bed, and I just fell into the bed. I didn't even care. The dogs wanted to be greeted, and I, I had, I just didn't care. I was so mad and so worried. So I got into bed, feeling sorry for myself, feeling, feeling sorry for everything, and I remember God saying, get on your knees. I'm like, I am exhausted. I'm not doing that. And he said, get on your knees. Fine. So I crawled out of bed. And I remember being at my bedside. And I got on my knees. And I said, Lord, I don't know what I would do without my husband. But I understand. That if it's his time, it's his time. I pray that it's not. And I pray that you have more for him to do. I give it all to you. And I did. I gave it all to him that night. And I I can't even tell you. The peace that came over me. Pure peace. I crawled back into bed. And I fell asleep. I remember getting up that next morning, heading back to the church with this sense of peace. It it was the strangest kind of peace because remember that next last day or the day before when I got home, I was just filled with worry and and anger and why? You know, we're, we're serving you and why? 
kind of like a Job experience. And for those who know me, listening to me say about Job, they know how I feel about reading the book of Job. It's just a hard book to read, I think. But at any rate, got back to the church. I just had that sense of peace. And from that point on, if I said if I got back to the church, when I got back to the hospital, I had that sense of peace. And I said, God, you know what? I will never doubt you again. And I will do whatever I need to do to make sure others know your love. And I know today people are like, why, why are you doing all this stuff? Why, why do you, you know, even my children, like, I want them to go to heaven. I want Jeff and I to go to heaven when we die. I want you to go to heaven when you die. And I know there are some of you that are like, I, I don't believe in that religion stuff. Don't talk to me about that religion stuff. And then, it, and then people are wondering why. You know, why, why are you doing this? Because I told God that I would. Because I told God that I would. He saved my husband that day. And it very easily could have gone the other way. Because you know what? While we were in ICU, there were others that came in there and did not survive. There was a lady in her 30s who had just had a baby. Did not survive her brain bleed. Feels unfair, doesn't it? It feels unfair. Why do some survive and some do not? I don't know. I do not know the answer to that. I know that Jeff did. And I know I made a promise to God. That I would talk about him. That I would share about him. And that I would love him. I'm not saying that has been perfect by no means. But that's why I talk to you about God. He has been so good to us. Has our life been perfect? Absolutely not. By no fault of God, but our own. I remember after Jeff got home, there was a, a transformation process, you know, of after being in the hospital for 17 days and not being, you know, being bedridden pretty much, and uh, just that process of walking and just getting back into um, the world. I remember not too long ago, not too long after that, we went uh, on vacation. Uh, Jennifer and Dale and all of us went to Florida, and I remember Jeff staying in his room and and he he just wouldn't go anywhere wouldn't do anything and I finally said listen God saved you you can't live in fear of another brain bleed you can't and the other miraculous part to this is that when we would go when we went back to the 
doctor and they did testing afterward, they couldn't find out where it was. It had healed. It had healed. Wow, what? Who? What? We know what. We know who healed that. And one other thing I want to add is why we were in there on that journey, we um, got to know the nurses quite well. I got to know them quite well. And there was one who, her name was Dale. And I remember um, Jennifer and our son-in-law, Dale, were, were having some issues at that time. And I remember this nurse, Dale, when she walked by our daughter, Jennifer, she said, whoa, I need to pray for you. Right there, she prayed for Jennifer with her. And, um, you know, sometimes these other things have to happen before something like that can happen. And she prayed for Jennifer. And I believe it made a difference in Jennifer's life. I'm not Jennifer, so I can't say yes or no to that, but I I believe so. And then when we had to return back to the hospital, you know, weeks after to have some more testing done, Dale, the nurse, worked in ICU. And ironically, she had switched to work down in the, the where they were doing the MRIs. So when we got there, she was there. It was so exciting. I, I wonder if she was even a nurse there. I wonder if Dale was just an angel. <laughs> All I know is that she really played an important part to that journey. Why did I tell you this story? Because I interview others, and I thought, you know... I have a story that I want people to know why I'm doing this. Why do I do this? Because I told God I would. Am I a perfect person right now? Absolutely not. But I believe in Jesus Christ. And I accept him as my Lord and Savior. And I thank him for what he has done in my life.